It's not about me. It's not about the charities. It's about the kids and the community. Those are the lives we're changing. Today on Doing Good, the podcast, when people think of NASCAR, they think of really cool, really fast cars, fearless drivers, and a frantic race to finish first. But what many don't realize is that NASCAR is one of the most powerful engines for doing good in our country today. So when fans flock to tracks to watch a race, they also leave behind staggering amounts of financial support for charities that help kids. They do it through an organization called Speedway Children's Charities. And over the year, they've given years, they've given millions of dollars away. They've transformed lives of a lot of young people in ways that cannot even be measured. Claudia Bird leads the Bristol, Tennessee chapter of Speedway Children's Charities. Wait until you hear really the love story that brought her to Bristol and the fan favorite Bristol Motor Speedway. She's going to share the incredible story of how a racetrack became an engine for doing good in the heart of Appalachia. And she's going to share some core values for mobilizing a community to do good. She's going to give you some pointers that will translate into any community, even if there's not a racetrack in your hometown. Hi, everyone. My name is Susanna. And I'm Elijah. Welcome to Doing Good, the podcast where we and our parents talk about the good that's happening in our community and the people that are making those good things happen. So we actually just kind of sit here until we're told to talk, but we're actually the funny ones, so stick around and listen. Hey everybody, welcome to Doing Good, the podcast, and I'm here with... Susanna. Dr. Becky. And Mr. Josh. Well, Susanna calls me Mr. Josh. Yeah, everybody's here. Um, Dad calls me, hey, Bill Payer. (laughs) Or that's what Elijah calls me. Yeah, so... Uh, Where's Halloween. the cashew milk? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Halloween is uh, coming up. Uh, is everybody ready for that? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, Halloween this year. Who knows what's going to happen? Are you, yeah. Do you have a costume, Susanna? I don't. I have no idea what I'm doing. Something right understated now. and conservative. I bought her a costume. Oh, we're not talking about that. Oh, yes, we are. I also have another costume coming in the mail that I got, though, that you might be more down with. Do you want to hear what it is? You're going to dress up as Dr. Fauci, and your fabulous sister Katie is going to be Dr. (laughs) Burks. You are trying to peddle this Fauci and Burks. I love this costume combo. You've been peddling that for like Watch, watch. It's going to be the rage this year. No, Josh, I don't think so. What are you going to be, Susanna? I don't know yet. I'm ready to be surprised with what you've the ordered. Second, the second costume that's coming that is a possibility for you is Mulan in her no. new outfit. No. <laughs> no. Well, then we're going with Are the first option. Wait, wait, hold on. Is this Mulan dressed as a male soldier? Yes. Or it's Mulan, Mulan in as her. A, yes, it's the male. As the, Mulan it's the unleashed From at the, the end. live action Mulan remake that was just uh, recently released on Disney+. Plus. There comes the moment when Mulan, I don't want to spoil it for you guys, where the hair comes down. Yeah. And she's like I kicking every... I thought totally sell the whole Mulan costume. Why not? Why not? She I was, got Katie a costume, sounds... too. I'm just going to leave her alone because every year for Halloween, it's a fight with Susanna. Um, <laughs> but it, well, every day is a fight with Susanna. But <laughs> um, but uh, Katie, I got her a costume, and you should have seen her. She was overjoyed. Um, it is a Star Wars Jawa. Oh my gosh. She loves it because oh. she's completely covered up. All that you'll be able to see is two little red eyes. She is so into it. Oh, that sounds so good. I'm not into the Mulan. No. Okay. You what don't have to Mulan one? if you don't want to. What was the first one? Go. Copy the troll from. Yes. <laughs> uh. Hey guys, let's make everything better and sing. Jo- you could totally rock a branch. You guys could get, you I'll guys could be like, branch. Oh, there's copy a branch. Is it blue or gray? Or you should be, you should be Chaz, the smooth jazz troll. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. I'll, I'll do that, yeah. Oh, is that the one with the glitter? No, he's Chaz, the, the smooth saxophone. jazz troll. He's the one with the saxophone. Oh and they gosh. are. Have you watched the movie, Josh? I did, but the only good part of the second I movie. Was no, there were lots of good things about the second movie. It gets better on the second viewing. I will tell you that. I was a kid. It's a it's the people in the room when it I watched it I compared it to a, an experience while under the influence oh, of some yeah, sort so of... I don't <laughs> doubt that that and would I looked be a at trippy them, movie said, on mushrooms. How would you know? And, uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, you know, 
Halloween, we're talking about that almost here, but you know what that means. Christmas. And you know what that means for the Doing Good Gang. Our annual tradition is... Speedway and Lights. Speedway and Lights. Can someone explain what that is the for our listeners? The Speedway and Lights 5K. Right, the 5K. Right. We've yeah. never gone to actually see the lights together. To see the lights. But um, we, the 5K, we, we try to do that every year. But the thing that trips me up about the 5K every year is that it's so early. It's before Halloween sometimes, isn't it? No, it's always, the, it seems like it's always the first weekend in, the first or second weekend in November. Okay. And that kind of gets me because I'm not quite ready yet. To think about Speedway and Lights, um, 5K. Um, but, yeah, I'm hoping we can do that this year. I'm hoping they have it this year. Well, we'll find out. I because think, Claudia Bird's going to be here in a moment. And she's I think the main reason us. they do that, Joe, though, is just that way it's not... Because it's freezing whenever you do it. It's really cold. That mm-hmm. way, at least, it's not like... I don't think like it's because it's cold, ice. Elijah. I think it's because they're setting the lights up for, you know, the light viewing. Um, and they start that, like, towards the end of November. Um, the, but they can't do the 5K once they have cars in there. So they're setting it up so that you can do it before then. And, yes, I mean, being warm is a good thing. Um, but... But it's for our podcast. listeners in North Platte, Nebraska, and or you know, I know we have a, where it's already probably and they've never heard of this, and I think they might be going. Wait a minute, you guys have left me. What are some definitions? So, so uh, Su- this is Susanna. How would you describe? Oh, you just got shut down. <laughs> no, I'm just, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Elijah. How would you describe what is Speedway and Lights? And I and the aforementioned 5K, aforementioned. Well, first they'd have to know what the speedway is. Go ahead, Alyssa. I love that. Yeah, so it's Bristol Motor Speedway, which is what a lot of this area is actually known for. Where are you um, from, Johnson Bristol, City? Bristol, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. We're, we're, there you we're go. the town near Bristol. There you go. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's an extremely famous racetrack. It's one of the most famous ones on the entire uh, circuit. And they have uh, annual, the NASCAR circuit. NASCAR circuit. Yeah. Um, and they have an annual um, speedway um, lights thing. They basically set up a ton of lights, and you can drive through with your car. Christmas lights. Yeah, Christmas lights. But like, not just Christmas lights. It's like shows and stuff, and um, more intricate ones. And you're just driving through. There's a ton of cars. You get a ticket. You drive through. You look at the lights with your family. You, know. you get to drive the racetrack, which is always a big yeah, you get thrill around the for racetrack. a lot of people. Yeah, they, yeah, the first time I drove that racetrack, I didn't realize how steeply that felt thing like your was van's going to fall over. I was over. just like, I was like, oh yeah, it's just going to roll over. So, <laughs> so I'm a little wimpy. I always stay towards the bottom. It's you never get tired of it though. Like I've definitely been over 15 times, and it never gets old. Yeah. And you look forward to the old. I do. Yeah. You know, it's kind of it's that nostalgic. Tradition. It's yeah. definitely nostalgic. You know, when I think of the Speedway at Bristol, <clears throat> what immediately comes to mind, back to the 5K, is running that frigid cold race every year right beside you and my sister and your brother. And getting to the end of the race, getting our medal, our participation award, yeah. and the huge trays of Subway sandwiches everywhere. You know, and this is the 5K in which I discovered my hatred of mayonnaise You're and what? mustard and several condiments. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Because at the end, they have sandwiches. Yeah. So... Sub- they were Subway sandwiches, remember? And you didn't love the mayonnaise? Yeah, and some of them were like oh, soggy. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, true story. I literally never finish in time to get a sandwich. <laughs> Do you, uh, do you, it's like, it's, everything is decimated by the time I round it, round that. Do you remember? There's no one there when we finished the 5K. Do you remember that year? Except Claudia Bird going, here's your medal. That we had taken Little Millie and Little Lucy in their strollers. Our youngest kid. And Kristen, the smart one, bailed because yeah. she, because Lucy was not having it. Screaming. And so she bailed about a third of the way into it. And so then I had Millie in the stroller and Millie was at the age where she would not stay in the stroller she would get out of the stroller i was literally the truck was behind me picking up the cones on the (laughs) speedway when i finally made it around that curve to go down into the stadium i was the last one and i will never forget it susanna had already dealt with her mayonnaise crisis (laughs) i'll never forget it y'all were lined up against that wall like where the cars pit and stuff cheering for me like it wasn't just the most embarrassing thing in the entire universe and you still cross 
crossed the finish line. I did cross yeah, the finish line. In record time. They were down I was so. like, I was literally a hood ornament on that truck yeah, picking I'm up those speedway cones. Bumping cone, you in the cones, And I was just like, all right. But, you know, good time was you had by all. The, fa- the world's fastest half mile. You were the world's, the world's slowest 5 k -er. But, you know, okay, this is, I'm, let's just be honest, and we'll say this before Claudia comes in. You have never been to a NASCAR race. Is that true? Truth. Yeah. Susanna? Same for me. Same. Okay. And you, Elijah, you've been to a few. Couple. Yeah, but I was so young that I barely remember it. Point being this, this is what I love about our guests today, is they have figured out a way to get people like you and me and others who maybe would never consider themselves NASCAR super fans into that facility, but not just to be there to like get something, but to give something. Isn't that brilliant? I mean, I just think that's the, that's what I'm so excited about our guest today is that this, this is, this represents taking a portion of the population that just isn't maybe necessarily into the sport. And there you are, you've got love and affection toward the speedway. And, and it's not just like for their benefit, it's to benefit the community. Because when you're when we go to the five k your registration all that money goes yeah just like with everything else when you go to see the Christmas lights everything else that goes into this massive pot right and it's crazy they have this event we'll have to ask Claudia about this called the Night of Smiles where she stands up and literally hands out every dime they collect yeah it's just remarkable and it's you know a grant to this group that helps homeless children mm-hmm. this group that helps children that have been abused mm-hmm. this one that's doing an early learning reading initiative right. and she, the children's hospital yeah mm-hmm. and the kid to the children's hot so much mm-hmm. good from people who would never think of themselves as nascar fans you're talking about like this really you're you're taking this into the good and i'm taking this into how this has personally affected me <laughs> you're still on that track and I'm aren't still, you <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm thinking, I'm susanna's still other, gagging over mayonnaise <laughs> other experience uh, at, at at bristol motor speedway and and the other thing that really stands out to me about that speedway and i'm sorry listeners that i can't go all deep and altruistic like josh right this minute but we're getting there <laughs> the other significant memory i have about bristol motor speedway was that um that pyrotechnic display at the drag race. Oh Do y'all gosh. remember that? Oh, that was oh. epic. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah it was our... like the national finals. Was... Was it? it was the it was the national pyrotechnic conference that was here in Bristol and uh, that came to Bristol and they set up the most amazing light display for free. Yeah. At the dragway, yeah, and we got was... to go watch that on my twelfth birthday. Yeah, I mean, I will always remember that. And I'm sorry, you're talking about all the really fantastic things no, that Speedway Children's that. Charities yeah. does, but I'm pretty I, sure that had a charitable function. To I it, could so. not. I'm sure they had to. I'm sure there was some way they benefited. I'm going to ask Claudia about yeah. that, but. I, um, that will, I think, forever be yeah. one of my most significant experiences oh, with Bristol Motor that, Speedway. This, I walked in. I was not prepared for what I was going to see. It was incredible. Yeah, seriously. Blew my shoes off. That's kind of what they do at Bristol Motor Speedway. Yeah. That's the way they... Ex- Jeff Bird, Claudia's late husband, uh, his his motto was exceed expectations. Right. And boy, that, that absolutely happened. Who was Jeff Bird besides Jeff, Claudia's, Claudia's late, late husband? husband? Yeah, he was sort of like the general manager that took the track from being kind of the... He was kind of Bristol's at a racetrack, you know, and he transformed Yeah, just go that. drive really fast, turn left absolutely. the whole time. Absolutely. Yeah, he gotcha. transformed the track into this global globally known sporting venue uh, the massive expansion just an amazing man and and i'd love to talk to claudia about him we lost him several years ago to cancer okay. but just and she's just carrying the torch yeah she's, and and she's like the avita perona she is Peter's and she's life. running running the place yeah cool um Wow. She's running Speedway Children's Charities. Right. Her son-in-law, Jerry Caldwell, is running the track. And he's really carrying sort of that mission of the track. And she's right there with him as that charitable Well, they do go hand in hand. They do. Well, I mean, and they don't have to. That's the beauty of it. Right. Is they're choosing to do good, even when they don't have to. You know, it could be all about selling seats and getting fans in the stands sure. and all that stuff, which is great. It could be about other issues, but for them, it's it's really super intentional. And I'm... I really think that what they're doing and the spirit they're doing it in is something that translates outside the world of NASCAR to any community, you know, where you're trying to convince people to like get on board with something, come on, you know, 
see the mobilized kind of uh, tapped into the energy that's mm-hmm. there. And, and she did that. And yeah. so that's what's going to be so cool. That's going to be cool to talk to her. Left turn, left turn. Yeah, left turn, turn and left turn of the lights. Left turn. <laughs> left turn. Another left turn. <laughs> Is it time? I think it's time. Do you want to take us out, Susanna? Oh, my goodness. Yes, I would love to. Without further ado, Claudia Bird. Hello, everybody. Uh, It's Dr. Becky, and we are here talking with Claudia Bird, um, the executive director of Speedway's Children's Charities. I didn't even get that out correctly. Let's do it again. Speedway Children's Charities. Um, And we are super excited to have you here. And um, we have been we this is our seventh episode well we've saved the best for seven no, yes this no. is our seventh episode which seems pretty big to me because when i had to talk josh smith into doing this podcast over the course of about six months oh, wow. this year, um we you know josh is concerned with we're not who, who's gonna come on our podcast <laughs> and i said to josh i said it's okay the people will come so we're, we're we sort of think through who we want on the podcast and josh came to me and he goes i had the most amazing brainstorm yeah. for this month and i said i said well i said okay who and he goes he said claudia bird with speedway children's charities and i was like yes yeah, yeah, that was literally her yeah, reaction. No. because i um you know as a pediatrician right um in the tri- cities i have seen the amount of money that speedway children's charities has um has contributed right to children's health causes through nice longer children's hospital and other programs with etsu physicians and um and so yes i'm super excited to get to talk to you and i know it's not limited to the healthcare sector it's just that's right. the sector that i know best sure well you um, know keeping care taking care of kids well, and the fullness of them, and so you see how Speedway Children's Charities makes a huge. That might part be of a little bit of embellishment, side. but okay, I think it's the truth. okay. You know, when I think of Speedway Children's Charities, I think of the Night of Smiles. Can we uh, start there? Well, we can, but I need to tell you guys. When I was asked, I was so honored oh. to have been chosen. Uh, what you're doing is great. I'm excited. We need good news. We need um, positive things happening, especially this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was quite humbled and honored when Josh uh, got in touch with me and asked me. So I Thank think you. you're going to find that with a lot of people. Well, uh, I think what you're doing is great. And I think people are going to be honored to sit here with you. When I think about the people who you must have talked to through the years, mm-hmm. you know, you were talking about how you can drop a mic like whenever right. it needs to be. I was thinking, wow, this woman has been on a national platform and maybe even international platform. Mm-hmm. And here she is sitting with us at Market Street Media. Oh, I know, I know. Uh, talking to us on our podcast. So, yes, you do you. have a lot of famous friends. You, you do. I do. I do. I know a lot of people who are well known. That's true. <laughs> that That is true. So I, I'm truly blessed. I've been blessed. I have the best job in the world. It is. Giving money away has got to it be It is. Raising job. money and giving it away. Think about that. It is the best job in the world. And I get excited every day to get up and go to work. Mm-hmm. Um, I get excited for opportunities because, I, you know, un- unfortunately, I also know the need in the community. Mm-hmm. So, but it's great. And to have things like this amazing podcast to be shared with people, to let people know that there are good things going on in our community mm-hmm. and if they're willing, wanting to help, mm-hmm. what they can do and how they can do it. Mm-hmm. So I think this is great. And I'm just... I'm. I'm so excited to be here today. Thank you so much. Well, while we're gushing, can I just say that while you do have... (laughs) (laughs) Gush, 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 gush. This is the truth. Okay, because in my job... Yes, sir. Where I... You... So, well, you know, a newscast, a television newscast is underway, and and when you pop up, and you pop up a lot, because we come asking you questions a lot, because you're so front and center, when you pop up... This is what happens in the studio that no one sees. Everyone, by everyone, I mean the people. That would be the weather, my co-anchor. Right. We're all good. Claudia! You know, because you have that. You have that. And here's why it is. Because you do know famous people, and then you know us, and you treat everyone the same. Whether it's Dale Jr. Right. Or Dr. Becky and Mr. Josh, you know. It's the same. You don't... and, And I... Uh, I don't want to get off track, but golly, that's a gift, you know. But I, I do. I, I think you, I think of you guys as celebrities. <laughs> 
No, and that's I the do. thing, you know, because no one else does. I do. You I mean, like I've told it. several people, I was on a call this morning. I said, you know, I've got to go do a podcast and okay. told them who I was doing. I mean, I'm bragging on you guys mm-hmm. um, just because I, I think I see what you do for the community, too. So it's I know it's here to talk about the charities and things that we do. But what you guys do for the community makes all of this possible. And, and the, what you do every day. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, with children and serving children, and and that's great. And the way you bring about the news to people, and yes, there's some bad news out there, but how excited you get on good news too. Mm-hmm. And just when I walk in the studio to do interviews mm-hmm. uh, with anybody on your mm-hmm. staff, I just I feel so warm and so welcome. I just am so excited. I feel like I'm among friends, and I love it. And so it's easy to do. That's what I feel like today. So I want to go back in time. Okay. To, well, I don't remember the year, okay. but I remember going to the Night of Smiles, and it was near the beginning it was. of the okay. Night of Smiles, mm-hmm. and it was one of the first, and nobody kind of really knew what was going to come at no. them. So it's this event that you you held it at the track. I can't even remember where it was. It may have been in the Bruton Smith building. No, the, no. The first was, one was outside under a tent. That's right. Uh-huh. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And And all of a sudden, this outpouring of checks just starts to happen. Hmm. And the room I began to re-realize was full of people who were scraping it by all year long trying to meet meet the needs of kids and charities. And you had invited them to come. They had filled out grant grant applications for this new thing. Right. And one by one, the place just fell apart with people just weeping with joy and being so grateful. Right. So that was about when and how that did this That was 1997. Get... Are wow. you kidding me? Wow. Okay, 19... so well, um we came here in 1996. I started maybe the first checked presentation was 1998. We started Speedway and Lights in 1997. That was our first major fundraiser to raise money. The first uh, so Right before Speedway and Lights opened in 1998, we gave away checks, you know, to to nonprofit children's organizations. It was amazing. I really believe, guys, that we only raised about $140,000. Oh, that's so, that's so huge, but though. But it didn't seem like that much, but we were so proud of it. Uh-huh. And that was $140,000. My husband always reminded me. That was $140,000 that wasn't there before you got here. Correct. And went right out to causes that help children in the community. To nonprofit children's organizations. Mm -hmm. These are the people that are working every day on the line with these kids. And all our job is is to raise a little bit of money to make their life easier. But they're working day in and day out Mm -hmm. and just doing amazing things. Uh, They're meeting this, the everything, the the nutritional needs, the medical needs, the educational needs. educational needs of these children. And they're the ones, they're the heroes, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that are doing all the hard work. Mm-hmm. All we're doing is trying to raise a little bit of money to make their job easier. But I'm going to tell you, there's nothing in the world. I told you I have the best job in the world. And there's nothing in the world like it. When you get to get there that night mm-hmm. and you get to hand out those checks, no matter if they at that time were maybe $5,000 checks or sometimes they're ten dollars or $15,000 checks, it doesn't matter. It is to see the smile on their face and, and you, you know, you referred to it. We call it our night of smiles. We didn't at the yeah. beginning. Oh, it was not. It wasn't. It was beginning. just a giveaway night. But then uh, it was named that because they decided there was nothing you could do to me that day in the world that would not take the smile off of my face. Oh my that gosh. it's just such, I mean, you know, I love birthdays. I, I have 10 grandchildren now. I love birthdays. I love being with my grandchildren. I love holidays, spending with family. But my favorite day of the year is Night of Smiles. Yes. Okay. So that's usually right before the holidays. Yes. It is now. Yes. So I want to go back in time even further. Okay. So I remember when Bruton Smith purchased Bristol International Raceway, raceway at the time. That's correct. And I was a reporter locally, yes. and there was all this speculation uh-huh. it would be the end of the track. He yes. was going to close. And then Jeff and Claudia Bird moved to John, to Bristol mm-hmm. from Charlotte, North Carolina. From Winston-Salem, North Winston Carolina. Winston-Salem. Mm-hmm. Bruton Smith, owner right. of the track, says Jeff Bird go. Yes. Claudia Bird and Jeff Bird are a package deal. Right. In 1996. And all of a sudden, this floodgate of expansion and growth and community involvement starts to happen. And if there was any lingering doubt about what was going to happen at that track, it went away very, very quickly. Right. And then you began to realize that you all had this idea that there's this NASCAR community. 
right. of amazing human beings oh, who I love agree. their sport. Right. And and they are so ready to do good where they can and however they can. And they'll do it for their drivers and they'll do it for their teams and they'll do it for their favorite tracks. Yes. How did that vision of a charity, a charitable arm attached to Speedway Motorsports, this amazing company, how did that get started? Well, uh, the, the probably sad but great story about Speedway Children's Charities you know, Bruton has a chapter at all of his speedways. Mm-hmm. And so it started in Charlotte, which is where he was. It was his first speedway. He unfortunately lost a son to SIDS. Oh. And oh to gosh. honor his son, he decided to raise money for the children in the area around Charlotte Motor Speedway. I did not know that. Yes. I mean, so, you know, people come and you know you have businesses. People come asking for money all the time to support things. Mm-hmm. He decided the one group that couldn't help themselves were children. Children. So we're going to take our efforts and we're going to make our fundraising efforts go towards raising money for children, Children. making a difference in their lives. Mm -hmm. And so that's what he did. Then, of course, he purchased Atlanta Motor Speedway. They started a chapter. He bought Bristol. He built Texas, brought New Hampshire, Las Vegas, Sonoma, Kentucky. We all have chapters of Speedway Children's Charities. And all we're, that's our goal. I mean, what we're challenged to do is just to raise money to make life better for the children in the community surrounding our Speedway. It was different for me because when I came here from Winston-Salem, people asked me what I did for a living. And I go, well, I volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> I volunteer with children's organizations. And so I really wanted to get actively involved in the community. So I had to ask permission from the National Board of Directors to be able to run the Bristol chapter of Speedway Children's That's Charities. That's hilarious to me. And, 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 I, and they, gave, they allowed me and gave me their blessing. I can't imagine, you know, I've done it since 1997. I can't imagine not doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's so rewarding. We've had good times. We've had, you know, tough years, but it's just been great. And uh, um, I love it. Like I said, I love going to work every day. I love doing what I do. I can't imagine not doing it. I'm getting older. People ask me when I'm going to retire. So, well, as long as they're going to let me stay, I'm going to stay. Uh, but right now, uh, you know, it, even with a tough year, it's it's still great. And, just, and I love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about things. And I think about things in terms of development. Right. Um, you know, you take an infant who can't do anything to shape their environment. And they ultimately, hopefully you end up with an adult who can change the world in which they live. Mm. And um, and my favorite developmental theorist is a man named Piaget, who is a French man. And, you know, Freud and Erickson, they they quit talking about development at about age 30 to 40. But Piaget went on into, you know, the, uh, the whole lifespan. And he talked about how once you get past about 50 or 60, you move into a stage called generativity if you've successfully met all your developmental challenges. And so you need so what would the world look like if everybody got to those ages where, you know, they're no longer trying to, you know, make a name for themselves in the world, right? They're stable. And what would the world look like if everybody over that age was in this stage of generativity mm. and giving back and changing the world? Mm that look like be a happier world and i'm sitting here talking with you and i'm just like she's the model of generativity but it's just it's so (laughs) (laughs) i'm like no i'm sitting i'm gonna i'm gonna start fangirling on you right you're gonna be a case model But, but i know you guys do the same thing so i know you understand what i'm saying it's so rewarding i I do it i i love doing Mm -hmm. it i can't imagine not doing it um, so it's yeah, joy it's, for others, but it's joy oh, for you. Oh, it's such joy for me. Yeah. I love seeing their joy. And people don't get that. No, no. no. Well, you Makes know, you feel good. And our uh-huh. focus is on helping others see how to get to that mm-hmm. point. Right. So, you know, when I think for you and when I think about what happens at Bristol Motor Speedway right. every year where you harness this unbelievable power of right. the NASCAR fan base who comes sure. to town, a big part of this story is your late husband, Jeff. Right. Who, uh, when I go back to those nights of smiles that I covered, yes, um, here, okay, Jay Bird, right, beloved, yes, and he's been gone a year, a decade, ten years, yes, hard to believe, yeah. 
he he scared me to death the first three or t- four times I met him, you know, because he was he was all business, you know, tough, uh-huh. tough out, kind mm-hmm. of a tough exterior. Mm-hmm. Then I find out he is the he was the biggest heart, a great heart, and he and you know what I found out was Night of Smiles, really, because he stood up there and, and tears yes. just poured down yes. his face as he saw these people whose lives were being touched, right. By the fans they'd never got to meet. Right. Who'd gone to a golf tournament, who right. had gone through, you know, the track and seen exactly. the lights. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and, and and so coming back to that point, he was a huge part of oh. this whole birth of a of a doing good movement through he the track, was. right? What was, was going on with Jeff? He was, um, you know, well, um, to let you know what a big part he was of this. All the Speedways had a major fundraising event mm-hmm. to raise money for Speedway Children's Charities mm-hmm. in Charlotte and Atlanta. They did big black tie galas. Mm-hmm. Well, when we moved here to the Tri-Cities, we attended more black tie galas that first year we moved here than we had in Winston-Salem in years. Mm-hmm. So we decided that wasn't something, plus only a select few could do it. We had to come up with a fundraising, mm-hmm. a big fundraising thing. He thought of Speedway and Lights. Are you he, kidding that me? Is no. Genius. We were driving to Charlotte. and Winston-Salem, there's a light show. They still have it. It's at Tanglewood. It's a park. And I think it's called Festival of Lights. I'm not sure. But anyhow, it's still there. And we used to, our family would sit in line just like people do for hours. Mm-hmm. And we'd sit in line. We'd take a night. We'd go over and we'd go through the lights with our kids. He said, why can't we, we have something that sits, and we, you know, we're empty, empty during the winter time. Mm-hmm. And why don't we do this? Why, and so we, we called Bruton and asked permission. And Bruton was kind enough to give us the first 100000 we paid him back to buy the first you know, lights that we had when we opened up. So it was just amazing. And it was perfect because we decided the reason we wanted to do a light show is everybody can, do it. can be a part of it. So the fundraising efforts, if it's a black tie fundraiser, only a select few are going to go. And they're going to go the same ones year after year. Mm-hmm. If you do, every family can feel like and be a part of raising money for the kids mm. in the community. Well, and then mm. it's a gift to the kids in the community too, because it's an event that they can go to and make memories and right. look forward to every year. I mean, that's just got so many layers to how brilliant that was. Well, it's just, it's a, it's, it's, it's fun. It's mm-hmm. happy. Mm-hmm. It's a thing a child can enjoy that can make a difference in the life of a child. Correct. So mm. it's going to be enjoyable for a family to go. Mm-hmm. And yet in this, and to turn around, it's going to really make a difference for the money raised by it and, and the children of the community. It's, for, uh, it, it's, it's like normal for us, and but for any listener who has is maybe outside the area and they don't know how this works, right? you drive up to the track, right? a volunteer, yes. who, who, by the way, you're allowing to come in and raise some funds for their organization. Exactly. And not a lot, but a little bit for yeah. them. Yes, and they're Boy coming, Scouts showing and up. church groups and who That's come in right. and take the, the, and help get you in. Right. And then you just drive through the track you just, and the property and it's beautiful. It's wonderful. It really is. Um, we have a, right at a five mile thing of lights, well over 2 million lights, probably getting close to 3 million, but I'm not going to count them. I should, but I'm not. <laughs> but anyhow, you have people who know. <laughs> we do know they're well over 2 million. Um, but yes, and yeah, we're, we actually have a meeting as soon as I get out of, of doing this today on what we're going to do. We know this year we're having Speedway and lights. Okay. Is it going to look a little bit different because of COVID? Yes, probably, but it's still going to be good. But, and and you still can come. Mm-hmm. And no matter what things are, you can choose never to get out of your car yeah. with your family and come and yep. have a great time. Um, we have a minister at our church that was telling me that their tradition, kids are both out of college now. Their tradition has always been they still do it. Come and put the kids in their pajamas. They still put them on. I think I it's hilarious. Oh they drive through Pals, get dinner, and go through the lights. Oh it's just a family gosh. tradition for them. And that's what we're hoping, people. We're hoping you bec- this becomes a family tradition. And you're doing it because you need to be and enjoy being with your family and doing something fun. Mm-hmm. But also, never forget that just by coming through, you're making a difference in children's lives. So realize you're doing something good. Right. We're talking about doing good for the community. Just by coming to Speedway and Lights, you're doing something oh, good. Oh, you made it so, so accessible. Brilliant. Yes, it is. It, it's great. Now, another big way that the Speedway has affected us, as um, and, and I, I've used the term family now for right. us because we're friends who are family. <laughs> yes. And um, another big way that the Speedway uh, has affected our family is the Speedway and Lights 5 
5K. Yeah. Which um, Josh, this is Josh's favorite five. I should probably oh shouldn't gosh. say that because the turkey trap. People well, both are of those. Are okay. Just well, the it's fun. Yes, yes, it's the greatest. And um, so we we love that every year um, that We're we can make there. it. We are there. Um, and uh, and so that money also I yes. assume, benefits the yes. Speedway Children's yes. Charities. Mm-hmm. All of the hundred percent of that money benefits Speedway Children's Charities. You know, right now, as of right now, I will tell you, we're we're planning like it's going to happen just as it always has. Okay. And, you know, if we're told different, we'll make that. I, that's the, the thing we've tried to be really positive this year mm-hmm. and go ahead and say, okay, we're going to plan our events uh-huh. like they're going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yes, during race week, this past race week, um, you know, just last week, there were lots of events we had to cancel. Right. There were a few we got to have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I always try to, when race fans are coming into town, you're right, they are very generous. And I try to take their money for our kids while they're here. Yeah. And I didn't get as many opportunities last <laughs> yeah. week. But, right. but you know, that it, we are, we're trying to be positive. We're, mm-hmm. we're looking at things. We're not going to be negative going in and saying, oh, we're not going to get to yeah. do that. Yeah. We'll talk about it to the people that we need to mm-hmm. see how we can make it safe. Mm-hmm. The thing about that Speedway and Lights 5K, it's very family friendly. Oh yeah. We have gosh. some really competitors that run it and right. you know th- we've just gotten everybody out of the gates and they're coming in for the finish line, <laughs> you know, basically. But we have families. My daughter um pushed a triple jog stroller ran mm-hmm. through it one year mm-hmm. and a, a man finished the race because he was talking. I'm just happened to be at the finish line cheering people on and I heard him say there was a lady pushing a, a triple jog stroller ran by me, and I didn't say a word, but proudly. I'm thinking, was that was my daughter. daughter. My grandchildren. Uh, my grandchildren. Um, but yeah, it's very, you know, people come with their kids. Kids run their first race. So it's it's really, and going through the lights at night, mm-hmm. it's something That's people magical. asked to do for a long time. It took us a long time to we could, felt like we could make it safe with yeah. all the wiring that goes yes. across. So. You know, there's a lot that goes into it to do it, but it is very much a fan, a fan family favorite thing mm-hmm. to do. So well, thank you for saying that. Props to, uh, and what, and we have seen over the last few months, literally the governors of states standing up and saying Bristol Motor Speedway has set the standard on how you hold events for people in a safe way. And right. people who are around the country are watching how the races have been held there. Right. So we, I know that that's the, that's part of your DNA is it safety. Is. It is. It's, it's number one priority for all of us at Bristol Motor Speedway. And it, you know, I think our community should be like that, but it's, we take that very seriously. And uh, I had an event and had a mask on for 13 hours. Jeez. Oh. I never, I, no one ever saw me without it. I did run into the office one time and just I had to take it off to breathe. <laughs> so nobody was in there, but mm-hmm. you know, you do what you have to do. Mm-hmm. I, I think people want some, normality back in their yeah, lives they want to do things it. the race fans thanked us yeah. this past week right. i mean uh, jo- um steve smith and and jerry were telling me they did pre-race we're walking through the grandstands upstairs and people stopped and clapped, clapped and thanked them yeah, for I having about and that. hosting them and i thought this is you. great people so they're willing i think people are willing to to do what they have to um to be able to do what they want to. Right. Can we go back to Night of Smiles? Yes, sir. <laughs> I can't leave yes. that. You stand up and you give away checks. Yes. But Jeff years ago told me a story of how the two of you would get in the car when you got all the applications mm-hmm. from all the charities mm-hmm. and you would go to the beach. Yes. And it was going to be vacation week before uh-huh. the craziness began. Yes. Of the, of the holidays. Yes. And all you did was sit in that in your in your condo or wherever, uh-huh. and literally make the gut wrenching decisions about who would get the, the grants. Money. Yes. So my my trustees would vote, and then as soon as they voted on that day, we left for a week at, at the beach, and I would, you know, calculate, and that was before oh, a lot of Excel and everything. <laughs> I did it on the old. Adding, adding machine, machine with yeah. a, you know, there was one picture of me that I had enough of the tape from the adding machine wrapped all around my body, you know, because then you make a mistake, you got to go back. And it's, it's crazy. But we did it. You do it how you have to do it. Um, great memories. And, you know, that's always fun, too, to decide this is how much money we have to give away. The hardest part is deciding who gets it. Right. We always have so much more, you know, requested, always well over a million dollars. Last year, over a million and a half dollars. I'm working on it right now, so I can't tell you exactly what's requested this year, but I know everyone's asking for more money they've ever asked for And before. they're all charities that help kids. They are. They all have to be a nonprofit children's area uh, charity in Northeast Tennessee and Southwest Virginia, and we serve eight counties 
in no nine counties in northeast Tennessee and nine in southwest Virginia. Oh, right. mm. We tried to to serve the counties where the people that work in the tri cities. Where do they live? That's who we serve. Yeah. And how? So let's just talking to the audience or you know the viewers right here. Uh, let's just talk to them how else can they support the work of the Ch- speedway children's charity so say say me i don't i don't go to nascar right 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 it's not it's not part of what um what i do for entertainment right um so we go to that we go to the speedway Speed and lights we go do the speedway fi- um 5K. The speedway and lights 5k how else how else could i support well, the speedway Children's charity. We try to do other events that aren't race related. Mm-hmm. You know, we did a CrossFit type event this year. It was uh-huh. extremely popular. not doing that either. No, I'm, yeah, I, didn't either. <laughs> I was impressed, but I'm not. Yeah, um, we do some track laps. People sometimes just want to ride, drive their race right. car, their car around the track right. behind the pace car. We do some things like that okay. throughout the year to raise money. I mean, if people just feel led to support, they mm-hmm. can always just go to to our website speedwaycharities.org and go to the bristol chapter make a donation Mm -hmm. if they want to do something sometimes people we have people that come to us and say we want to do a fundraising event for you okay you know we um we had we were blessed to have jersey mics come to us and want to be their month of caring the charity that they've used because we serve so many you know we we just have different people Mm -hmm. that say we're going to have this car show and we want it to benefit you Mm -hmm. if you have an idea of things you want to do um, if you just want to make a donation, if you have ideas of things we can do, mm-hmm. oh, I'm so willing to listen to mm-hmm. it. We've had some great ideas that just came from people in the community mm-hmm. of some events that we're still having. So, yeah, it's very important. So mm-hmm. especially with the way things are now, anytime anybody has anything, call me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can call the Speedway. I can give my number. It doesn't bother me. 423-989-6974. Oh, let's bookmark that one. But if oh. you call Bristol Motor Speedway at anybody and ask for me, they will get you okay. to me. I'd love to talk about opportunities. Mm-hmm. But yes, people can just go online and, and make a donation. I gotcha. We have some teenagers who are going to want to talk to you in a moment. But I, I okay. you're helping doing good right. is... It, it it could be a whole other podcast with how that became a part of who you are. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it had something to do with the way you were raised. Yes. Certainly had something to do with the man that you God gave you to marry. Amen. And that and that changed your life. It did. But for our listeners who are we're hoping to inspire to do good. Sure. There there's some core principles, some ways that you can maybe motivate your community, that you can look for opportunities wherever you are. Not everybody is right. in that world of NASCAR superstars right. that you move and right. move in. Sure. But you know, what are what do you say to somebody who says, Claudia, I live in fill in the blank USA. Right. And I just want to do some, I want to help the people in my community, but I don't know where to even start or why, how, how do you get off the ground? What's the fuel for you? Then I, I start, well, what, you know, what, Josh, what really moves you? I mean, what are you passionate about? Are you passionate about animals? Are you passionate about children like I am? Mm-hmm. What's your passion? And then let's, let's take that passion because if you're passionate about who you're serving, it's going to be easier to do things to serve them. So find what your passion is in life. I mean, it's very important. I've gotten to the point in my life at my age, I decide now when I'm asked to do something, is it something I'm really passionate about? Mm -hmm. Because if life's too short, you ought to just do things that you love and you feel very Mm -hmm. passionate about. I'm passionate about children. Mm -hmm. I hope it's evident. Mm -hmm. Um, I work really hard, you know, for the kids in in the region. So I hope people realize that. But I think it's easier to do anything, to start a nonprofit, to do anything, if you see a need there and you feel passionate about it, yeah. you, you can make it happen. Mm-hmm. I've seen that with many nonprofits we serve. I have seen them talk to me about uh, things, children exceeding expectations school. Mm-hmm. She was passionate about children with cancer who couldn't go to school. Haley mm-hmm. Dietrich. Haley Dietrich. Mm-hmm. You know, One Acre Cafe. They were passionate about the people in the community making things available for them and giving them an opportunity to get good, healthy. There are a lot of people in our community to do that are doing things that they started out of a passion. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that's a key first step because I that's the fuel that gets you going when nobody else is buying what that's you're right. selling, right? That's exactly right. That's exactly. You can sell it if you're passionate about it. Yes, you can. 
people. Well, that's the truth that because, energy. honest to goodness, you cannot meet you and not know that you are passionate enough to walk up to anybody and say, hey, if you can give, give right. to these kids in this area. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't, because I'm not asking for me, I'm asking for the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why it's so easy for me to do it. It's not about me at all. It's all about the kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So passion, that's critical. Right. But passion can only go so far. Right. I mean, it can keep you going, but then you got to... You've got to go out. I mean, you've got to talk to people. You've got to get a team around you to support you. Mm -hmm. Isaiah 117 House, another Mm -hmm. great example. You've got to get a group of people. You've got to have something you're you're excited about, and you've got to get a group or a team of people to support you and go go all the way through it with you. It can happen. It's not hard to do, Mm -hmm. but you... I think the passion is, and you, you've got to motivate other people, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, it's, it's motivation, it's passion. Um, but you've got to be, it, it's got to be something you, you feel in your heart mm. that I feel like God's calling me to do what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But I think if you feel like God's calling you to do something, no matter what it is, you can make it happen. Mm-hmm. And there are people out here who are willing to, we have got a very philanthropic community. Mm-hmm. People are willing to help you do just mm-hmm. anything that you want to do. And, and, you know, I'd, I'd talk to anybody, anybody who has anything in the area like that. Mm-hmm. I'd be glad to sit down and talk to them. So, so, so I'm listening to you and, uh-huh. and I, and you're passionate and you care, but I think what happens to a lot of people is they hit that first real big roadblock mm-hmm. or even that really small roadblock. Right. And it just, and, and, and they can't, it can't hold together after they hit that roadblock. So right. they give up. Right. So. So from a personal point of view, what's what's your biggest roadblock? Oh, I can tell you exactly what it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> I am blessed to raise a lot of money with uh-huh. a great team at Bristol uh-huh. Motor Speedway for kids in the community. Last year, we had a great year. Uh-huh. Wish this year I could say that, but we had a great year last year. Raised over right. $900,000. Uh-huh. Had over one and a half million requested. Uh-huh. The hardest thing about my job is writing those letters to people who Same don't now. get money. Yeah. They're people I know. I go to church with them. I am in Rotary with them. I I serve on boards with them in the community. I see them on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. I have to write a letter that says, I am so sorry. We basically didn't raise enough money to go around. It breaks my heart. My goal is one day to not have to write any no letters, Mm -hmm. but it's happened. But Jeff Bird used to always remind me what I said earlier. Claudia, you've got to think back to the fact that that $900,000 wasn't in the community before That's you started there. doing this. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to dwell on that mm-hmm. and just work harder next mm-hmm. year. And that's what we try to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, the roadblock for you is the disappointment of not being able to meet every need. Absolutely. Not being able to tell yeah. everybody yes. No. Yeah. And that is hard. Even my grandchildren, that's, uh, I don't oh, like yeah. to tell them no. Yeah, no, no <laughs> I don't like no. to tell anybody no. I, you know, I just, it's great because it, you know that they need it. Right. It would, it would be different if you didn't know, but they need that money right. that, or they could really use it to better do the job to do or something. to make their job easier. Mm-hmm. And you just don't have enough money to go around. Yeah. That's the hardest that part of what I do. Thing. I can mm. see that. All right. Well, I'm ready to turn it over to the teens. I'm not. I'd, I'd like to blow them out and just I, keep talking to Claudia. I could talk Claudia. too, <laughs> yes. We, we, we will uh, step aside and let our teenagers okay. come Okay. I'm excited about you meeting so them. This is Elijah uh, and Susanna. I'm pretty excited about this. Do I need to move, Elijah? Can you get by? Sorry. Hi, Claudia. Hi. How are you? Doing well. How are you? I am wonderful. I'm excited. I've never been interviewed by by amazing young people like yourself, so I'm pretty excited about this. I'm it's Susanna, awesome. and that's Elijah, my yeah, comrade, yeah. my sidekick. <laughs> yeah. Hardly. Yeah. Um, I'm a junior at. Um, I'm not at Elizabethan High School. I'm homeschooled, but I play sports for them, so I'm basically okay. halfway high school there. That's great. I'm a senior at Elizabeth. At Elizabethan. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, what sport do you play? Uh, I play tennis and I swim. So okay. Swimming is a winter sport, and right. then tennis would be a spring sport. I had a so. child who was a swimmer awesome. in high yeah. school. It's, yes. it's, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she also swims. I oh, also, you also swim. It. Okay. I swim tennis, and I'm in the band. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. You, you've got your year covered from August till I re- do. May. Indeed. You, you're pretty much busy. Indeed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we, we, uh, at least I, I, I love the racetrack. Great. Um, just, I, I, you know, used to go to races whenever I was young. Um, just have, and, and the, just the influence that it's had on this area right. is, you know, it's so large, you know, you live in the 
Bristol Motor Speedway area. That's that's where you live at. Yes. Um, I, I don't know about you, but especially the one of the biggest things for us is the 5K. Yes. You know, they talked about it. We we love the 5K. It's um, a yearly tradition. Have a lot of memories about that. Oh yeah, that's a good time. Yes. Yeah, so, um, my question for you okay. is: from your perspective, what can teens in their own communities be doing for the greater good? I I think it's just like anybody else. I think it's. Um, I was talking about people being passionate about things. I think it's really important. I love the fact that a lot of schools, a lot of high schools now and colleges are requiring young people to volunteer in the community. I think it's great because even when you graduate from high school and college and you go out and get a job, I think it's very, very important that you become involved in the community you're going to live in and serve on boards. Um, but again, find out what it is you really like. I mean, yeah. maybe maybe it is kids for you. Maybe you like... Um, I mean, there's all kinds of possibilities out there, but whatever it is, I think, I don't think you can, it's never too early to start volunteering, getting involved with any type of nonprofit because you're giving back and it really does make you feel really good. So I think it's, that's very important. And I love the fact that schools are requiring to graduate. I think community not all of them, but some hours. community service hours. I think it's great because there's something you can, anybody can go out and do in the community. Oh, yeah. um, so, uh, and if anybody's looking for something to do, call me, I'll find something for them to do. But I mean, there are things you can do. So I think that's really important and see what you like and what you don't like. Yeah. And uh, what are your thoughts on the importance of not just um, involvement in uh, uh, different helpful activities, but also what are your thoughts on the leadership that teams uh -huh. are able to? I think leadership. I think any time any youth in our community, when you're in, especially if in high school, if you're given the opportunity, I had um, my daughter was given the opportunity to go to a leadership um, training in Washington, D.C. with high school if you're given that opportunity, you'll never regret it. I think it's something I went when I, I went to Philadelphia with a leadership training when I was in high school. I think it's very, very important. Uh, I think there are lots of groups. Uh, I think there are lots of groups in the community to talk to people who you know who've done things in the community, to learn from them, and to, to do activities. A lot of times leadership groups do projects together, and it's their idea of something they want to do. Not an adult's told them what to do. This group of young people get together and decide, this is what we want to do. We want to do this in our community. I think it's great. I think it's very important. I think you will never regret taking the time to do that. Yeah. You talked about uh, calling you to get involved. How can teens get involved in your charity? How can people involved in helping with that? Well, we always have opportunities for teens to be involved. Um, we're, I mean, we have we change light. We have to change some of the light bulbs for Speedway and Lights. Oh, wow. We have teens that come out and they'll, um, with families, a lot, our employees help, but their families do, and change light bulbs. You know, you may sit and you may be talking to somebody, some music playing, and you're just changing the burnout light bulbs. We, we used to, you'll love this, we used to put the light displays up and then get on ladders and change light bulbs. And we learned that it's better to go ahead and change the light bulbs and then put the, you know, put the displays up. Yeah. Sometimes you'd learn, you know, from silly things, people falling off ladders and all. <laughs> but I think, it, I mean, it's great. We have events, like we were talking about our Speedway and Lights. We have scouts that come in. We have voice, we have groups that come in and help us. They park cars. We have things that people can do for volunteer hours and some organizations to make a little bit of money for their organization. We do Red Bucket Brigade a lot of times. Uh, we are passing, you know, Young people go in the stands and are passing red buckets, just kind of like a church on Sunday. We we do all kinds of things. So we have opportunities for youth to do things if they want to, if if they feel like they want to. Again, call me and I'll, if I can, I'll find something for you to do. There are sometimes it's downtimes, but if anything is going on, we'll find something for you to do. That's really cool. Oh. Um, I was wondering uh, more about uh, the effect that the racing actually has on your charity. Yes. Um. In past generations, racing's been a massive thing. Right. I know, it, it, even in my family, like um, my dad and my grandfather, you know, they were they were super into racing. Sure. You know, everyone was right. around here. Everyone would go to the races. It was such a huge thing. You could it was sold you out. Could, every you couldn't get time. a ticket. You're right. But as it's gone down the generations, the interest and the um, because you know you can watch it at home. It's, right. It's so good. The, right. The interest in actually going to these things has gone down. What are you doing to um, 
reach out to younger generations, to teens, to young people, to get them involved and therefore also help the charity in that way? Well, I, I think that one thing that uh, the Speedway started doing a few years ago is making the ticket affordable for a family to bring children because you've got to have, you've got to have these kids become race fans. So they want to come. And so if you get them when they're children, so we, we tried to do affordable ticket prices because if you have three kids, I mean, you, you know, tickets are expensive, but if you have three kids, I think for our, like our uh, qualifying and our, our expendy race, I think if an adult can, a kid can come free with them, if they're, it's a paid adult. And I think when it's now it's on the nat, then, um, cup day that it's a $10 ticket. It's a very affordable ticket. So I think we saw that as a problem. And if you want them to become race fans so that when they do graduate from college and they, they have their own money and they want to go, they want to go to the race. So you've got to start doing that. And I I just think you've got to, I I think it's the sport itself has to do a better job of selling, not just Bristol. Oh yeah. Because I do think people love the night rates at Bristol. Well, just this year we were limited to the number of seats that we could sell and we sold them out very quickly. It was amazing the number of people that started calling people you hadn't heard from in 10, 15 years. Is there any way you can get me tickets to the race? It was, you know, like, so yeah, I mean, you, you just, I think that's something that the series has to do a good job yeah. too, I think. And the drivers, they need to, you need to have, I mean, I think you're going to come because you have a favorite driver. And you want to come and cheer them on. You you buy their you know souvenirs and things like that. Yeah, and it's one of the struggles that other sports like soccer, yes, or football, they right. don't have because you know you have teams that and they're like multiple generations that pass down the interest. But right, unless if you're not doing the sport yourself, and very few people are doing NASCAR driving, obviously, yes, yes exactly, or you have family ties to it right it's it's hard to get invested in that you're and right so because of that get young people invested into um the drivers the different people right i totally agree yeah i yeah and and i think you know, the drivers need to be accessible to fans too so that they will become I, I there are many stories of richard petty um who was the last person to leave a speedway because he was signing autographs everybody that was in line he stood there and signed autographs you know yeah. And that tells you something about him, why he's the king. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is the beauty the beauty of your charity, though, is that it can be a uniting point for both race fans and right. not race fans. Yes. Um, around a uniting point, which is raising money for children. That's you know, right. It should be uniting. That it is. It is. And and the thing is, race fans, when they do come to Bristol, they're very they're very giving too. When we do things or have events that they're a part of auctions we couldn't have this year, a live auction. They're great. They'll buy things and all. And, you know, we'll say, now remember guys, it's going to charity. And all of a sudden you see the price go up another hundred dollars. So it's great. And they understand, they see what we do and they understand what we do. And therefore they're willing to support us. And that's very important to us to remind them. It's not about me. It's not about the charities. It's about the kids and the community. Those are the lives we're changing. And so help us do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very cool. Uh, I kind of wanted to go back to a point Anything. about the, sure. the um, teen leadership, which okay. is you talked about uh, a leadership thing you went to in Washington, D.C. when you were a teenager. Yes. Um, I want your take on how teen leadership has changed between whenever you were a teen and now where we are teens. I, d- I don't, I, you know, like the world has changed. I'm not sure that learning from leaders and listening to people that are leaders, there were different people, but I don't know that it's changed a lot. I think if you're given an opportunity, I always think it's great in school. If you're involved in things, uh, it's great to take a leadership role. If you can, I, I enjoyed doing that in high school. I was very actively involved in president of a couple of couple organizations. Just, yeah, I couldn't say no. I would volunteer. Sure. I'll do it. Um, I still do that sometimes, but it, I I think it's just really important, but I never think, I think you can learn so much from people who have done things well in life, um, leaders. So I think anytime you're, you're given, even if it's locally, if it's a leadership training that's locally to go and listen to people, I think podcasts are great to be able to listen to people who are leaders and 
hear their story and how they did things and why they did things, I still learn from it every day. And I am inspired by it. And that's what I think that people who are leaders try to do to young people is inspire them to become leaders. You know, we all have it in us, but you've just got to, you've really got to want to do it. I can see both of you will do that. I'm I'm not at all concerned. We'll go far and be leaders in the community, no matter where you live. But um, I think that's very important. Thank you. No, I yeah. can tell. I mean, the fact that you're here today and wanting to be a part of this, it's it says a lot for you. So I think it's great. Yeah, and you're an inspiration to us just simply because. Absolutely. Well, yeah, because, you know, you, you're you not only passionate, but you're passionate about something that is so instrumental and, and right. affecting people like us in so many different places, people that you'll never meet right. that will be um, touched and helped by what you're doing every single day. So you're kind it is to very say that. inspirational. You're, you're kind to say that. I, like I said, I love what I do. I feel blessed and honored to do it. So yeah, it's great. I'm, I'm, it, it makes great. me happy. But How can we reach you on social you media? You can reach me on social media. Well, you can always, um, if people want to get in touch with me, they can go, I mean, they email me, Claudia at bristolmotorspeedway.com. I gave my phone number before, 423-989-6974. Um, the charities is speedwaycharities.org. And there are, all the chapters are there. You just have to go to the Bristol chapter. You can contact us or get do anything that you want to do. Um, we, you know, the Bristol chapter has a Facebook page. Um, so, yeah, just, you know, anybody who wants to reach out to us, feel free to. And if anybody just calls Bristol Motor Speedway, and as for me, I may not be there at the time, but I will return their call if I'm not there. We're working from home a lot, so oh, yeah. you know that's awesome. It is, but thank you guys for taking yeah, yeah. the time thank to be you here. For your yeah, time thank you today. so much for being here. It was I'm an honor. It was an yeah. honor for me. I loved yeah. every minute of it. So thank you for inviting me. That's our show. Thanks so much for listening to Doing Good, the podcast. And you can find us if you'd like to hear more at our website at we'redoinggood.com or on Facebook or Instagram at We're Doing Good. So please like our pages and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We all have something that we can be doing. So just take the first step. Everybody show some love and do some good. Have a great day.